You're listening to Be Health Connected, a podcast by the St. Louis Area Business Health Coalition. Your host for today's episode is Lauren Rimsbecker, BHC Senior Director of Member Engagement and Communications. Hello, I'm Lauren Rumsbecker, and thank you for listening to the BHC's Be Health Connected podcast. As many of you know, February is American Heart Month, a time to increase awareness about the impact of cardiovascular disease in the United States and consider opportunities to prevent and better manage this condition. With high blood pressure being a major and preventable risk factor for heart disease, During today's episode, we will be focusing on the Surgeon General's recent call to action to control hypertension, and specifically, opportunities for employers to take action through medical and pharmacy plan coverage, environmental supports, and well-being programs. To provide further insight in these areas, I am pleased to be joined by Chris Kummerfeld, Million Hearts Coordinator for the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services. Chris, welcome to today's podcast. Thank you for this opportunity, Lauren. Um, it's, uh, it's great to uh, discuss the call to action uh, to control hypertension. Uh, this is very timely to discuss hypertension during Heart, heart Month. Our hypertension is a strategic priority of Missouri Million Hearts Partnership and is an important component of our CDC 1815 program. Wonderful. And, you know, I think you uh, wanted to start by maybe going through the goals of this recent call to action. What was the Surgeon General's office trying to accomplish with this publication? So this call to action outlines three goals to improve hypertension control across the United States. Uh, And each goal is supported by strategies intended to accelerate actions to achieve success. The first one is, the first goal is to prioritize hypertension control nationally. Strategies include increasing awareness of the health risk of, of high blood pressure. Secondly, recognizing the economic burden that high blood pressure places on individuals, communities, and employers. And thirdly, to eliminate disparities. The second major goal is to cultivate community support. And the strategies that are outlined in regard to that goal include promotion of physical activity opportunities, promotion of healthy food opportunities, and thirdly, connecting to lifestyle change resources. Uh, The third goal is to optimize patient care strategies. And by that, Those strategies would include standardizing, using standardizing treatment approaches. Uh, There's hypertension protocols uh, that are already established that can be used. Promoting team-based care, inclusive of the use of pharmacists. 
empowering and equipping patients uh, to understand their treatment protocols. And finally, recognizing and rewarding physicians and other clinicians. Underscoring these goals is the promotion of health equity. And health equity is defined as being achieved when every person has the opportunity to attain their full health potential. In support of advancements in health equity, this call to action focuses on specific and tangible interventions that can be tailored, replicated, and scaled to impact one of the highest burden health conditions in the United States. The call to action refers to the following Community Preventive Services Task Force recommended interventions. And if you're not familiar with the Community Sur Preventive Services Task Force, it is a nonprofit independent panel of public health and prevention experts. And all of these different uh, interventions can be found in the community guide. But the two that I wanna, that are highlighted in the call to action uh, that I think are most relevant to this discussion is one, reducing out-of-pocket costs for cardiovascular disease preventive services for patients with high blood pressure and high cholesterol. And secondly, self-measured blood pressure monitoring interventions for, for improved blood pressure control when used alone or when combined with additional support. Thank you for providing that background, Chris. And uh, you mentioned earlier just how uh, impactful high blood pressure is for many of the communities and businesses that are listening to today's podcast. Can you give a little bit more insight into how this chronic condition is emerging uh, locally and regionally? So in terms of the impact, uh, we know that uh, em employees um, with multiple heart disease and stroke risk factors like high blood pressure and high cholesterol cost uh, employers more in medical care, absenteeism, and lost productivity than employees that have just one or none of the risk factors. So just illustrating some of these negative impacts uh, of high blood pressure, and this is taken from uh, uh, wellmark.com, um, uh, illustrating the negative effects of high blood pressure. One is that uh, high blood pressure costs the US employers around uh, $518 per year per employer. Secondly, high blood pressure, uh, and this was pointed out in the, in the call to action, is a major risk factor for developing cardiovascular disease. And this is including heart failure. Thirdly, cardiovascular disease cost employers an additional $1,100 uh, each year in lost productivity. And then finally, 
we know that employees with high blood pressure are four times more likely to experience death due to stroke. Um, and if they don't die from stroke, stroke is a major disability. So there's a lot of uh, different uh, types of impacts from high blood pressure. Um, if we look at the claims data uh, from that were highlighted by CDC, um, it was pointed out that four of the top 10 most expensive health conditions to US employers, namely high blood pressure, heart attacks, diabetes, and chest pain are related to heart disease and stroke. In another study involving more than 46,000 employees from six large US companies, employees at high risk of heart disease and stroke had significantly higher health expenditures. In fact, 228% higher for heart disease and 85% higher for stroke than subjects that were not at risk. And then an analysis of insurance claims for about 4 million individuals covered by benefit plans of large US companies. The annual mean payment for those with heart-related healthcare claims was over 4,000 per patient, more than double the average patient of over 2,000 for other conditions. So the ultimate cost to the community is death. We know that heart disease is the leading cause of death in the United States. Heart disease is the leading cause of death in Missouri with over 14,000 deaths. So in summary, um, employees with multiple heart disease and stroke risk factors, heart disease, uh, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, tobacco smoking, lack of exercise, poor nutrition and high stress will cost employers more money in terms of healthcare, absenteeism and overall lost productivity than employers with one or none of these risk factors. Those numbers are, are truly astounding, Chris, and I think really do show just how wide uh, a net high blood pressure can cast on a population, not just from the potential health and detrimental effects to the individual patient or employee, but also, as you said, the cost and productivity impacts to a larger organization. And I know something that I really appreciated about the Surgeon General's call to action is that they broke down the specific recommendations by sector. And they actually had some strategies that were tailored to employer and other uh, health plan purchasers. Uh, and I was hoping that maybe you could give us uh, an overview of some of those specific uh, recommendations. Yes, uh, there were sector uh, specific recommendations in the report. Um, and you know, which is important because we've got uh, somewhat close to 150 
million full-time employers uh, in the United States, uh, workers, I should say, in the United States. Um, and um, we have uh, employers and individuals that are purchasing health plans. And um, there are short-term costs associated with treatments and interventions that are designed to improve high blood pressure control. Um, but over time, it's important to remember that uh, these treatments and interventions will reduce the risk and cost associated with adverse cardiovascular incomes. And when we look at those costs uh, and adverse effects, we're talking about those that include hospitalization for heart attack, stroke, or heart failure, as well as services related to cardiac rehab or even management of end-stage end uh, kidney disease. So let's talk specific strategies um, that are recommended in the report. Um, one is to uh, select health plans that reduce or eliminate out-of-pocket costs for antihypertensive medications, um, especially in terms of those that encourage medication adherence. Uh, so examples of these uh, forms would include longer duration prescriptions, you know, more than just the 30 days, maybe uh, fixed dose combination pills as well. Um, secondly, to uh, select health plans that uh, provide coverage for automated home blood pressure monitoring and uh, reimburse clinicians to train patients in the use of these monitors uh, is, and interpret the, the reading submitted by uh, patients. Um, that's really important. We've got a number of different interventions across the state um, and um, access to uh, uh, blood pressure monitors is really key to being able to manage their high blood pressure. Um, thirdly, um, being able to provide environmental support uh, to enable people really to, to be physically active uh, at the work site and this could include um, on-site exercise facilities. Um, look at uh, subsidizing that or discounting off-site exercise facilities. Maybe uh, creating some walking trails uh, in proximity to the work site, uh, including uh, bicycle racks and, uh, and signs that uh, really encourage physical activity. Uh, around uh, the workplace. Uh, um, fourthly, um, organizing individual and group physical activity programs such as walking or weight training classes and really allowing employees enough time to participate during the workday uh, uh, to uh, participate in those programs. Um, Another uh, important strategy is to include uh, uh, nutrition education 
and there's a lot of virtual programs that are out there um, and uh, provide access to those and uh, link, provide those links to employees about uh, nutrition education. Um, the other, another one is to, to look at your, your vending machines, your cafeteria uh, in the workplace. Uh, are your vending machines offering healthy food options? Um, same is true of your cafeteria. Are they offering healthier choices? And then finally, um, you know, serve as hypertension control champions in your community. Um, we have uh, a number of different uh, interventions going on across the state. Um, and, uh, you know, you can join uh, the uh, Missouri Million Hearts Coalition and uh, individual uh, interventions that are happening. And um, <clears throat> there's opportunities uh, that uh, you can take to, to join, you know, those clinical interventions that are happening to improve high blood pressure control. You're not, you're not alone in your efforts to uh, control hypertension. You're absolutely right, Chris. I, I really do see this as a community-wide effort. And uh, I, you know, I think you mentioned it as you were going through some of those specific strategies. You know, certainly the benefit components from a medical or pharmacy perspective are going to be very helpful in making that care more cost-effective and accessible for employees. And then, you know, I think especially for employers in dealing with the COVID-19 pandemic right now, uh, to really start thinking creatively how they can replicate some of those environmental and educational opportunities in a virtual environment. Yes. As you said, there are so many resources that are available to provide that assistance. Um, so maybe we could close out the conversation with just talking about for employers that are ready to take action, what are some resources that they can get connected with to take the next steps? So there is uh, some real excellent resources that are uh, available to review um, by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. I'm not going to list or uh, delineate all of them, but I've looked at them and I'm just going to highlight a few of them and comment on them because I think some of them really uh, merit some further discussion. Um, one is the CDC's Division for Heart Disease and Stroke Prevention website. Um, they contain multiple tools and resources, information and data and uh, links to other websites on heart disease and stroke. The second one uh, is the American Heart Association uh, work, Workplace Health Solutions, which offers a number of evidence-based tools and resources to help employees reach ideal cardiovascular health. And what is, what's great about this is that it's, it's science-based, evidence-informed tools to help you build and maximize an effective workplace culture of health. 
So it starts with assessments of your current programs uh, and supporting workplace environment, um, creating awareness and education around Life Simple 7, the importance of knowing your numbers, uh, implementing a workplace health solution that combines the power of health screenings with health assessments, um, behavioral counseling and incentives to achieve favorable cost savings, activating and engaging your workforce to take action, uh, monitoring progress in digital dashboards, and then and then uh, annual recognition. So it's a, it's really a turnkey uh, program, uh, which I would encourage you to look at. Um, the other one that uh, is really good and is called Reducing the Risk for Heart Disease and Stroke, a six-step guide uh, for employers. Um, and this is, uh, uh, shows you how you can reduce cost uh, by investing in worksite health promotion and negotiating with health plans uh, to cover preventive services. It also uh, gives you the steps on how to uh, get started. So what are the steps? Uh, first of all, to, to recognize the, the cost. And so it, it goes through uh, uh, delineating the cost of hypertension and high heart disease. Um, it helps to uh, an employer to discover the savings uh, that could be achieved by reducing the risk factors for heart disease. Um, reducing the risk factors for heart disease and stroke does save money. Um, Thirdly, to learn from other employers. Um, you know, you can learn from other employers that, uh, you know, through, you know, Business Health Coalition, like St. Louis Business Health Coalition and, and others. Um, fourth is to develop a, a plan of action. Uh, fifth is, is working with your health plan and I want to camp on this a little bit because I think that this is especially a good tool because it's really directing on the sequence of events to to work with your health plan, um, and it talks about identifying and assisting those with highest risk for heart disease using evidence-based guidelines, um, determining the services and benefits. Uh, your health plan already provides to address these diseases, conditions, and factors. Um, how to conduct a needs assessment with your employees uh, to decide what additional services might be needed. Then talks uh, about negotiating a benefits package that will help meet the needs of your employees and contribute uh, to improve cardiovascular outcomes. And then of course, um, you'll be needing to evaluate uh, the impact of what changes uh, that have been implemented. Um, so that's especially 
uh, good tool, but I would encourage uh, uh, you all to take a look at each of those resources um, for uh, addressing high blood pressure in your work uh, location. Such a wealth of information, Chris. Uh, and for those of you listening today, we will be uh, posting links to those resources on the BHC website alongside this podcast episode. So again, encourage you all to visit and, and start downloading those materials. And, you know, I would be remiss if I also didn't mention uh, a new resource that has been produced as a result of uh, the BHC's partnership with the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services. So we are very excited to be debuting a new Healthy Hearts at Work program, uh, which is going to be a turnkey wellness campaign that includes both virtual resources and worksite strategy guidance to help employees know their numbers, assess their risk factors for hypertension, and take action to manage their blood pressure. Uh, again, more information about this campaign and the other resources will be available on the BHC website at www.stlbhc.org. Uh, Chris, we have just so appreciated your time today, and we're really looking forward to working with your team to advance hypertension control among individuals, businesses, and the larger community. Uh, any final thoughts for our audience today? Well, thank you very much. And I think uh, by participating uh, um, in this uh, podcast today, I think it, it underscores their interest in addressing hypertension, which is uh, um, a significant uh, health issue across the United States. And uh, it really takes all of us collectively to address uh, this significant health issue. Thank you for listening to the Be Health Connected podcast. For additional episodes or to learn more about employer resources available through the St. Louis Area Business Health Coalition, please visit www.stlbhc.org. Thank you.